Welcome to Best Bad Movie Ever, a podcast about terrible movies and the people who love them, with your hosts, Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Best Bad Movie Ever, the show about terrible films and the people who love them. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host, David Bell. And I'm Adam Todd Brown. Yeah, we're uh, we're doing like a a, a a a a hostful episode, as I think they called it a Nerdist, <laughs> just <laughs> where it's just uh, us. It's just us today, and I'm bringing a film to de- to defend it against you jackals. Yes, Tom. Would you would you it's, like to tell us? Yeah, it's uh, what you brought us today. The 2012 film, I think. Yes, the 2012 film John Carter. Directed by Andrew Stanton. A movie that... Director of Finding Nemo. I didn't keep exact time, but if I recall correctly, about five and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, just a hair over two hours long. Yeah, it's su- <laughs> it's surprisingly not long for a movie that seems long. Feels so long. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I just want to start sure. with the fact that this movie Mars, Mars shamed me right from the beginning. Uh, the first like line is like, you think you know Mars, you don't know Mars. And I was like, fuck you, movie. I know Mars just Willem fine. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe comes right. in hot. Yeah, just Mars Telling you, you don't know fucking shit about Mars. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, in every movie on this podcast, I know, basically. I know. And it's, it, I mean, what a wonderful career he has. But <laughs> it feels like we're targeting uh, Willem Dafoe, but we're not. Right. We're not doing that, Willem. I want to... Uh, I also want to say to you, Tom, I understand that this isn't, this certainly isn't the worst movie that's been on here. I understand why you would like it. There are parts I liked, and I also understand why it failed. Okay. Um, well, let's, uh, let's I, w- I would love to know why. Okay. Why do you, why? Do, why? why do I like why? it? Why? Yeah. Okay. Well, I like the <laughs> books. They're based on a series of books by Edgar Rice Burroughs, the Barsoom series, they're called. And, I just I think it's a fun little space adventure movie. I think it's exactly as good as any Star Wars film. No. No. You disagree? Okay. I think it's a great <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a great looking film. It does it looks fantastic. I think it's a unique premise and I enjoy it. I didn't yeah, I mean I didn't hate it. It it felt way too long, but the mm-hmm. the the effects were great. Fantastic. I would say everything except for well, I guess I, I have a series of questions, but um, sure. everything except for the little, the little babies, the little green babies looked like a cartoon to me. The little green babies. Well, oh, you at the, at did the or beginning. didn't like the little? I green didn't think babies. they looked good CGI wise, effects wise. The the big green people looked fine. Yeah, but the little green babies for some reason did not look good to me. You weren't you weren't convinced by little green babies. No, I was not. When they were first hatching, they looked weird. But yeah. I thought they looked fine when they started distributing them to the community. Yeah, or whatever they were doing, and the with baby those. fight, just throw them on the ground. They have <laughs> yeah. a baby fight, a um, fight over who gets to raise these babies. I kind of want to open with this. They're a warrior culture. I have this written down several times in my notes throughout, okay. which is simply um, four words: Why can he breathe? Yes. Why? <laughs> Why can he breathe? Okay. And don't they make it clear that there's no air on Mars in the movie? No. I thought they 
did. They're making it clear the seas are drying up. Okay. Um, see, it's well, it's that's a conceit you have to give the film because it's, a, it's one, it's a fantasy film, and two, it's it was written you know a hundred years ago when. Yeah, I mean, I guess we knew they that Mars know. is probably not inhabitable, but it's it's a fantasy movie. It's like, what if it was? It was really hard. What if there were a s- civilizations on Mars and shit? Right. It was really hard to get over that because <laughs> really, that was your big roadblock. Well, because they were making it like, all right, he has super jumping, and I assume that's just because he's not used to the it's the gravity, gravity. yeah, it's gravitational. And so they were trying to pull some science out um, here and there, minimal and like, science, and like. <laughs> That really, like, they couldn't just have a line or something. Um, like, I just kept wondering that, and the movie just sort of ignores it. And I I felt like it was too weird to ignore the fact that at no point is it addressed. Is It's just very strange to me. Well, I don't know how you would explain that to a, sat- I mean, to a satisfactory degree, because it's a, it's a fantasy movie. I mean, you're not wondering why people can breathe on every planet they land on in Star Wars. Well, because those planets have atmospheres. They show them having trees and and shit. Like, Mars, I know what Mars... Again, the movie starts with saying, like, you don't know what Mars is. It's like, pretty sure I know you can't breathe on Mars. Mm -hmm. Like, we figured that out. Sure. So it's, it's an alternate universe. Yeah. Yeah. Where there's air on Mars. Yeah. Okay. And he like knows about Mars, like yeah. there's people can you, see Mars. You knew about the planets back in the 1800s. But does this mean in the future? Yeah, yeah. The, this is mean in the 2017, the future of it's 2018. Um, the the, the future of that universe, people are going to be looking at Mars and being like, oh, there's little guys up there. There's like little moving around things. Yeah, guys jumping. We should probably go up there. <laughs> I don't know. Like space travel was such a far off idea when Edgar Rice Burroughs wrote the book that he had to come up with. And they actually, it makes, they explain it more in the film than they do in the story. So they, he has to come up with some sort of magical way for him to travel to Mars to mm-hmm. begin with. Because that's just like, I don't think he ever imagined that people would build spaceships and actually right. fly to other planets. How does he get to Mars in the books? Um... It's 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 magic, but it's they really just don't. He goes into this cave, much like he does in the film, right? And then suddenly gets like paralyzed by this. We're not sure it's something behind him that he never really sees, and then he's able to break free of this magic hold, and then just kind of looks up at Mars and teleports there. Huh? Yeah, it's just in the, in the film they really make it make more sense by including this magic amulet and this phrase he has to say right. and then the therns which are erased from the story but they don't really come in until a later book like the mark strong character is sort of like the overarching villain okay of the first couple of books oh okay so they explain it more in the film right. <laughs> which i think is neat and i like his little plan where he never actually found the amulet it's just a big trick. Yeah, and I like I like that weird idea that his body stays behind mm-hmm. and he has to preserve his body. Yeah. Um, and he really fucks over his nephew with that. Cuz his nephew I mean his nephew gets a fortune but then it's just like, "Oh, and I have to guard this crypt from aliens." Yeah. All right. <laughs> sure. That's great. Fucking shape-shifting aliens with magic. Yeah, if I was the nephew, I'd just be like, "You guys can have them." Like, <laughs> I don't know this guy. Yeah, I haven't seen this guy in 20 years. Yeah. 
So yeah, for people who haven't seen the film, the premise is that this ex-Confederate cavalryman uh, is completely given up on life because he lost his family during the war, and he's gone out west to just aimlessly search for gold. He finds gold in this strange alien cave and gets this medallion that lets him travel to Mars, and then he has a series of adventures on Mars, uh, and that's basically the story. <laughs> he, um... Now you're caught up. <laughs> And yeah. it's a delightful film. And they take out any mention of slavery in the film. There's, Yay! Oh, there's a lot of slavery. They mention in the it books? in the book. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not like super into it. It's just in the opening narration of the book. It's also told from the point of view of John Carter's supposed nephew, who is Edgar Rice Burroughs, uh, talking about how growing growing up uh, remembering awesome stories of his uncle John. And how there's a line where he says, "Even our slaves loved Uncle John." Mm. <laughs> it's like, mm. Oh yeah, right. Because this is during Ouch. the 1840s yeah. <laughs> or whatever. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say why I think this movie bombed. Because well, one, we uh, obviously the budget. Right. It's a 220 million. It's it's hard to find the exact number, but yeah. confirmed 200. The rumor is it went as high as like 220, maybe right. even yeah. a little higher. I remember the marketing for it was insane. Yeah, right. it was every. That's how I knew it. when you were thinking what year it came out. I know it was 2012 because it's when I moved to New York and that movie was fucking everywhere. Mm. They tried, but crazy. They, they dropped so much money on a property that no one is familiar with. Right. No one is familiar so. with and essentially was looked like everything that had already right. existed. And that's a, cause I, was cloud Atlas out at this point. Cloud Atlas came a little bit later. Okay, I got Cloud Atlas vibes from the costumes, but the costumes look pretty generic for like that sci-fi. Like, I I want to say like Riddick, the Chronicles of Riddick has kinda, similar kind of um, also a great film. And <laughs> then um, and then it's got like the Avatar vibe with the aliens. So like that had been sort of done. And then there was that like Time Machine movie. Um, and it felt like. Obviously, this is a story that's very old, but it felt like it was a mesh of all these things that I sort of had seen before. Right. The fact that so many popular science fiction uh, films and stories have borrowed a lot from John. Like, I mean, George Lucas got, got a lot of ideas of Star Wars from John Carter, and then Superman comes a lot from John Carter. And it's it seems derivative just because it predates all those things, but it's never been in a film form until now. So now it's like, oh, all these ideas are old. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And then Which the, is a shame, but the other what thing can you do? the other thing that I feel like is the problem with it is I feel like tonally there are some issues. Um because it feels it takes itself seriously in some parts. Um and this leads me to another question. Why are there dogs on Mars? Like, they don't look like dogs. Because they're, they're good puppies. They're dogs, yeah. You mean Woola, the little guy that runs real fast? Yeah. Also, why does it run real fast? It just, um, it just does. I don't know why you need a reason for these things. Because it I, stays God. by that person forever. Yeah, so I kind of... has to be able to keep up. Like, it was introduction Actually, I liked stuff that like a lot. That. Well, it was just this weird comic relief dog that, like, it just felt very out of place in the in the story. To have this little cartoon really dog. on the planet with the big turtle people, 
felt weird having an alien yeah. dog. Giant blind apes. Weird. <laughs> oh, and the fucking apes. Like I mean, sequence. it's an it's a it's a it's a fantasy about an an alien world. Like I don't know why you need a reason for a specific kind <laughs> of animal to exist. There. I guess because it's still it's a, the alien world is Mars, and like I'm I'm wondering like how did they get dogs too? I I guess yeah. I, it's not a dog. It's like a six legged six legged toad. But thing. it barks. I know dogs didn't come from Mars <laughs> and then get to Earth. That would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There like is a conspiracy. It's like mission to Mars. Kind of. I mean, why are there wolves on that fucking salt planet in the Last Jedi? Like, salt what? Wolves? Why do you need? I don't understand why that's a criticism. <laughs> like, why you need that specific question answered? I guess it's why does again, this animal exist I on think this it's planet? Um, the difference is um, that Star Wars is so far removed from Earth. Mm-hmm. That it's like, okay, this crazy fucking universe that, uh, whatever, there's everything here. There's weird wolves. There's the fucking Ewoks. It's it's ridiculous. This is like, it's Mars. It's right over there. Mm-hmm. And the regular world is the same. Like the John Carter is in the same reality that we are. And just on Mars, there happens to be this insane, like I, I almost buy the, uh, the green aliens more because they are different whereas it's a weird coincidence that on mars there's also we just also got like dog creatures <laughs> um like what are the odds of that like you said it's got to be that they're connected somehow genetically like they like the 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 weird frog dogs like jizzed on earth and then we got right. regular dogs um <laughs> I just I so, had so I had the, a lot of problems. So the dog hangs you up, but not the I think what not it is. the Martians who look exactly like human beings. Well, no, that bugged me too a little bit because it's that the movie starts very grounded in the sense that it's like he you know he he's on Earth his fa- his family's dead he goes into a cave and I know he's going to go on this adventure. It just re- weird really weirded me out that it's like if this was happening on the moon where it's just like again it felt very old timey sci-fi yeah it, like it is old stuff like that yeah. yeah which if you is do, if fine you, if but you don't accept that like, conceit then yeah you're not gonna <laughs> but it felt like it took it to itself a little too seriously to do that i guess again it's a tonal thing like i felt like it was it, it was way too serious for such a silly premise i guess hmm See, I didn't think the premise was that. I thought the movie was just kind of silly overall. I mean, it did get serious in parts, but yeah, yeah it's pretty. It's a lighthearted film for the most part. There's some surprisingly intense moments of violence. He murders yeah, an sure. army using the power of his dead wife's memory. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Sure. And his grasshopper powers. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And his super strength. That was a very don't forget odd his sequence. super strength. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He has, does have super strength. <clears throat> yeah, that was when the bodies were just like piling up around him, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was a pretty interesting scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, also skipping back. Um, it's a powerful moment. It's a powerful moment. <laughs> <laughs> Not the movie's fault, I guess, because 2012, eh, kind of their fault. Real waste of a Brian Cranston. I think it was just a yeah. fun Brian Cranston cameo. Because he was full on Breaking Bad sh- at this he point. He should have been on stilts. Don't think he had enough, <laughs> super enough time to. Yeah. Not enough Brian Cranston. Again, yeah, he, like, he's in it very briefly, and it, it takes a second to realize it's even him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where did they film this? Do you know? 
Marsh. I don't know. I should have checked. <laughs> I was because I was. I wonder if they filmed it in Albuquerque. Oh yeah. Okay. That, well, that's the other thing. It doesn't look like Mars. Like it looks like a like Mars doesn't have giant crazy rocks formations like they have in this. Uh, I guess Mars also doesn't have water, so it's again the thing I'm I have to accept. But it didn't feel like I was watching Mars. Maybe I'm the only one. I think because it's so yellow. Like when they when he makes that switch and you realize he's in Mars, everything looks yellow. Mm-hmm. Which right, it never it doesn't look red. Right. Um, well, Mars isn't red. Like you're not red. Like like if you um. You can look online about this. People have like color corrected Mars photos because it's it's less red than it's been made out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just a big. I don't know. I don't know. I've I've obsessively looked at a lot of pictures of Mars. So again, this is why I felt so insulted when the Mar- when the when the when the movie told me I didn't know anything about <laughs> see Mars. See John Carter hopping around up there. <laughs> yeah, looking at these photos, jumping around like see the any Hulk. space dogs. Yep. Yeah. Good little, boys. <laughs> little Bigfoot photo of John Carter <laughs> taken by the Mars rover. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think the, I like the way that Mars is represented. I was very offended by the representation <laughs> of Mars. You're offended this. by a lot of things about this movie that I, I mean, I generally all comes from your unwillingness to suspend your disbelief <laughs> yeah. about it taking place on Mars. Yeah. Like, I had a big problem with that. Um, that's the one thing that movies ask you to do. <laughs> To watch them. Coming from a man who defended a movie about a vengeful shark <laughs> following a family to the Bahamas to slaughter them. Why am I on trial here? <laughs> We're defending. This gentleman over here is defending I'm John defending Carter. John Carter. <laughs> Dave's not defending Jaws. How we is he breathing? That. How is he breathing? <laughs> He's fucking drawing air into his lungs and it's going through little fibers and then it's coming back out. I don't know what else to tell you about how he's breathing. Maybe he's a copy of himself, right? Yes. So maybe he doesn't have to breathe. Bam. See, that's that's a good answer. I like that. I wish they... I, but I don't know why everybody else is breathing, but I, I can assume like... Because they're used, <laughs> they're to, used to Mars. Atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Same that's, reason they can't jump. I'll take that. Because they've adapted to... Right. Right. Their Mc, muscles McNulty's lungs are different than Fucking ours. Space McNulty. Space McNulty. Oh, yeah. shit. What was with the fur on their shoulders all the time? I don't yeah. know, man. What okay. animal did that come from? Probably oh. the ape, right? Oh, yeah, mm, I suppose. Probably the gorilla. Um, Costume-wise, I have a comparison for this. And kind of for the how this movie might be remembered... Um, I'm thinking like, and it, 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 it's not quality wise the same movie, but it kind of reminded me of Zardoz um, or Dune wow. or something where it's like one of those movies that's, it's not bad, but it's remembered in that same place as like John Carter might be like a Zardoz of the future. Um, again, don't think about the plot of Star. No, I'm thinking of the look of both of those he, films. He and I don't starts, see it. He wears like a loincloth, and at one point he actually has like almost a Zardoz chest plate. Right, a curious yeah, or whatever yeah. that's called. There's so many loincloths, like I was expecting a ball or two to show up. Right, when he's the getting... Flash, when, he, when, when they're all fighting. When he's getting the fucking shit knocked out of him by that gigantic forearm gorilla, I was yeah. like, his dick is going to come flying yeah. out of that thing. And I mostly mean the idea of a bunch of actors kind of seriously acting while dressed in a hilarious way and like i found the costumes kind of hilarious in this um are they more or less hilarious than other sci-fi movies i'm not sure but i don't i just yeah, I, I don't think I, so i think it was just the, how little they wore in well, a it lot was of, sort of like parts a, yeah it was sort of like a mix between like 
like Roman and then sort of like more like desert or like that sort of region where it's like you don't wear a lot because it's hot as fuck. Right. And yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. You're on Mars. You're well, sorry. I was going to say <laughs> the atmosphere on Mars is very hazardous. You would wear a <laughs> lot, but I know we're trying to accept the fact even though it's farther from the sun. Right. Well, the premise is that people a, are hotter. It's a desert on Mars. And there's no water. And yeah, right. it would actually be colder. But yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's farther yeah. From yeah. The sun. 100%. Yeah. It would yeah. Colder. Yeah. I don't know if can you, is it even is the temperature even one that you could survive in? I'm sure not. Probably not. But I yeah. mean, like no fucking planet is like. Yeah. So. But you send a copy of yourself up there. Sure. You're fine. Fax mm. your fucking brain up there. <laughs> You and just leave the fun. you leave your circulatory system back on Earth, right? In a cave guarded by Brian Cranston's skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> what are you not getting about this, Dave? Oh yeah, this is uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the other reason I compared it to Zardoz. By the way, is all the words they used. I think the good guys were named Helium. Yes, the good city was Helium, and then the bad, the mobile city. Which, do you guys didn't think that was cool? A moving city? Zodanda, no, no, the, the moving, moving city is cool. I'm the talking moving about, city was really cool. Yeah, yeah. The, that's cool. The words felt very, it felt very Zardoz, where it was like they were saying so much stuff, um, and there's so many weird, like, <laughs> there's, a, there's a part where, like, the army is, like, riled up, and they mm-hmm. all scream, Zodanga! Yeah. And I was just like, what is, wait. Zodanga's the moving city. Okay. When so I, it was just, there was so many gibberish words at a certain point that yeah. they would have sentences where I'd be like, I didn't understand a word of that sentence. I mean, but that's Star Wars. That scene, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. when they started saying Sodanga, uh-huh. the first time I heard it, I was like, did someone just say so dank? <laughs> what so the dank! fuck? They're running into the <laughs> wedding to murder the princess. <laughs> so dank! They're just thinking about all the memes that are going to get made. That would have been great. Dank ass memes. <laughs> Um, Should we go through the plot? If you want, I will. I'm I'm <laughs> here to defend this. You guys throw shit at me. I'll I'll defend it. Adam, I haven't gotten your general impression of this movie. I just I thought it was way too long. Okay. Like I enjoyed it for the first maybe ninety minutes, mm-hmm. and then after that, I was just like, come on, this movie is taking forever. The part, and it could be that I got up at. 6.45 in the morning to watch to Chuck watch Carter. it. Yeah. Most people don't do that. I don't think anybody has watched this movie at 6.45 in the morning. Probably not. No. no. Not no. even adjusted for time zones. <laughs> the, yeah, That has never <laughs> happened. The part in the middle kind of like when they take the boat to go the to the river is to the little temple. Yeah, which I mean, this is a side note when it lights up Mm-hmm. And it's like looks really magical, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, that's magical!" And then the character is like, "This isn't magic. This is a machine." And I was like, "Really?" <laughs> it's <laughs> I completely disagree with that assessment. Yeah, it's um, it's magic. I mean, it runs on light. Yeah, it's fucking magic. So I'll, like, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, uh, but that part I felt like that's when it kind of drags. Where I feel like they could have sped things along. Yeah, where like they go there. I mean, that's important plot wise, but. Maybe trim a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, he gets captured by the Willem Dafoe aliens. Yeah. Who, I I, I think this worked, but it was there was a point in the movie where I was like, wait, is he their friend now? Like, he gets captured, and then they just, like, slowly just start hanging out with him. And I couldn't quite figure out when that ha- had happened. Do you know what I'm talking about? Which? The Willem Dafoe aliens. Yeah, which character? Just all of them. Okay, so they like they grab him, 
because he can jump and shit. And Willem Dafoe's like, holy shit, look at this guy. He can yeah, fly. Yeah, he refuses to basically jump. So he like takes him, and then they they have the fight above them, right? Where yeah, and that's where, when, where like, Space McNulty is trying to chase down the princess. That's when I started wondering because there was like someone leaned to him and he was just like, look at these assholes. And was, like, talking to him, yeah, talking to him real he casual. explains to him what, what's going on here. But meanwhile, he has him like chained. And so yeah. he was like talking to him like a friend. But OK, go on. Well, he, he wants to do something with this guy. Right. You know, because um, he he's got fucking superpowers. And they also like the night he sees him kill <laughs> another Thark, which is the aliens. He kills him with a single punch. He's like, shit, we got to get this guy doing something. Oh, that re- that actually reminds me is did he did they give him the superpowers? What happened with that? Because he was put in with the babies. They processed him like a baby. They didn't give him the superpowers. He had those. Okay, then why are they mad at that the lady with the they put they brand her? She Plot was, reasons. That shouldn't be an answer. Yeah, like no, because this is why I was really confused, is because they realized his a superpower and then they look over to her like she did it. And then the next thing you know, they're branding her. Right. And I he, didn't he, understand. He got out and she was supposed to be minding him. Okay. That makes sense. It just, they like, never you know, show they, her at fault. No, no. they just show him break out of his thing. Right. And he runs. And then they're like, shit, he has superpowers. It's and supposed then, to be like an injustice. Okay. But it's like, yeah, that you see him hand all the little, 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 little warm babies, little green, little warm booger babies. <laughs> they hand them off to all the different ladies in the tribe. And then the, the mean lady says, uh, well, Sola can have this white worm and tosses tosses her John Carter and she's got to like take care of John Carter. Mm. So she gives him the juice that makes him able to understand the language. Oh, um, yeah. Fucking surprise. That that's oh. not a note on your thing if you're bitching about why dogs are on Mars. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. I do like, have the note. That was, note that was that. one of the parts I liked because hearing that alien language through this whole movie was going to wear me the fuck out. Yeah. So once right. he... Once he was like, I can understand you now. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a device <laughs> that the film uses to make things easier. Um, it's a translation juice. Sure. Like a, it's the Babelfish. It's the yeah. voice of... Voice of Barsoom. Voice of Barsoom. Okay. Yeah, bruh. Come on. So, well, How'd like you I get said, the voice of Barsoom I didn't have kid? that much of a problem with it. I, didn't, I had no notes about it. I was still like, so he's breathing on Mars. Huh? <laughs> like, I was still caught on that. Sure. No, they blame Sola because she's supposed to be mining him and he got out. It's not fair, but it's I, it's narratively supposed to be unfair. Sure. Like, you're supposed to feel bad for her, even though he doesn't. <laughs> like, he had never <laughs> he never once feels bad for how much fucking trouble he's getting Sola into. Yeah. So that's something I can say against the film. <laughs> I would also say I noticed John Carter himself doesn't have much of a problem with anything he sees. No, he accepts everything pretty quickly. He accepts quickly. everything very quickly. Yeah, like the aliens, he's like, the fuck is it? All right. Like, well, he just sort of he, accepts it. And I sort of get I sort of get this. Like, he doesn't, he still thinks he's on Earth after even seeing the aliens. Yeah, after seeing, well, he says, because there's that one, that conversation between uh, him and what was the woman character? Thoris. He, uh, he says something about being on Earth. And she's like, what? No, yeah, what the not. hell are you talking about? Yeah. And by this point, he's seen so many monsters and aliens. Yeah, fucking spaceships. <laughs> I would. I would. He's actually, never seen. Th- you, you like for like I watching this yesterday. I had to remind myself. He's never seen airplanes. He's never seen yeah. things that can fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, you can fly. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh yeah, we we figured that out. You'd think he'd at least assume dream, because the last thing he remembers 
is he got like knocked the hell out by that dude or attacked. Right. Yeah, you think he'd be like, oh, am I dead? Am yeah. I dreaming? But he just sort of rolls with everything. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a beat that happens in the story, but in the film, yeah, it's it's weird that he never like there's never like an instant where he's like, am I dreaming? Right. Like, and then again, that dog alien, he's never like, is this a fucking dog alien? Like, <laughs> we have these on Earth but they're like furry. Like what the fuck? And then he should ask, why am I breathing? Like (laughs) he should have these questions in him. Sure. But he just rolls with it. And then he gets tied up into the plot of space balls. He does. Yeah. With the, uh, the princess and total recall and total recall. Get the people air. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's like a weird, complicated plot where Mark strong, uh, and the rest of his 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 people, the Therns, which are these plane striding alien magicians, want to destroy both cities for getting too big for their britches. Basically, I couldn't, I didn't quite understand this motivation. Yeah, it's 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 it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because then he's like, you're like not it, it gods, makes you bleed, so like they're just dickhead aliens, right? Yeah, he's. I think he just never wants them to become so powerful that they sort of figure out what the therns are and everything right like so they're starting to get real technologically advanced so he shows up to space mcnulty and he's like here here's this cool weapon and then he's like okay so what you're going to do is you're going to conquer all the other cities and then this great city that you couldn't really conquer before now you've got this weapon now you go say you're gonna you'll spare them if you marry their princess and then kill the princess and that'll subjugate them to you forever but really, he's thinking, no, if, when he kills the princess, that means that the city's going to like be forever fighting him. They're going to fight him until right. they're both destroyed. So he's trying to destroy all the built-up cities there for getting too big for their britches. The impression I got, and maybe the books go into this, mm-hmm. um, and I liked the idea of this um, like message, is that Mars is a civilization that was once like Earth and is now on its way out, and these aliens suck these planets dry. For some reason, that's like kind of power he, or life. It's kind of and what so he the says. idea is that Earth would inevitably be next in this thing where they're like they're essentially going to these planets, creating war and making these people. Yeah, he sort of says it. He like says that it they're too. so wrapped up yeah. in themselves that they let the planet die around them. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's but in they that, never kind of apply it to Earth. Well, when he's got. John Carter like paralyzed with his puppet magic mm. and he's monologuing to him for I don't understand why he's <laughs> explaining the entirety of his plot to him. I did like the puppet magic. I oh, like the cool. look of it. Yeah, yeah, how it like creeps you yeah, see yeah, it like yeah, yeah. That was spot cool on look. different. There was there's a lot of cool design in this film, mm-hmm. I think. But he takes him yeah, he, he's at one point there he does say like yeah, I'm I'm still going to you know like when he's explaining that he's lives forever, he's like yeah, I'm still going to be around when this happens on earth. Like, right. He does say that. So it is going to eventually happen where he's going to have to blow them up. Um, yeah, I don't know. They don't really get much into them. And I think part of that was because they were clearly setting up for more films. Right. Because he escapes at the end. They did kind of owe us more. A little bit more. Because I needed to know. Yeah. Like, I, I got the idea that, yeah, he's definitely setting up more films, which, by the way, I hate to skip to the end, but whatever the next film would be, would be a bummer, right? Because he he spends 10 years on Earth. Yes. And then he's like, ah, now to go back and it's like, to see my princess. And it's like, bro, your princess is dead. No, she's like, not She's oh, okay. not dead, but, but it like, is... He got screwed. Like, the oh, last yeah. thing that happened to him is the fucking, 
the weird bald alien, the Prometheus guy. Yeah. Like the, the like a, the it's a Prometheus alien that didn't work out. Right. Yes. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the non swole guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he fucking he was like outside of his his he, new he was life's the pr- Prometheus alien that like goes to the gym and it's just like no, I'm just gonna do the bike. Too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so like he clearly it probably took John Carter's place and probably they, did all sorts of fucking insane stuff. They get in they had they done the second film based after the second book, it does get into that. Yeah, where he does show up ten years later and things are fucked. Yeah. In, a, in, a, in depressing ways and he has to unfuck them. Yeah. And that seems like it would be a good movie but it yeah. also seems like I don't know they didn't quite they didn't set it up good enough and they didn't like like the ending it didn't it wasn't quite a sequel hook I want to say. I think well I sort of appreciate that because it doesn't end this is when they were but you know, before they were doing the Marvel thing where it's right. like everything's got to lead and every, we have to set up all five sequels that we've already greenlit. Like they didn't know if they were going to make a sequel. Yes. So they kind of ended in a way that the movie can just end there and there never be another one. Yes. And, but sort of like but that's sort the of. thing is it ends in a way where like if I think of this as the end to like obviously they're not going to make any more. So it's no. like the end end. All I could think is like, well, that's a bummer because it's going to be 10 years later and who knows what happened there. Yeah. So it's like, I get, yeah, it's nice when a movie ends in a way that it can just end, but they, it felt like they were a little like in between like world building. Well, that was the hope world building. You know, it's like when a, when a TV series ends early Mm -hmm. yeah, and they're sort of knowing that they might end early, but they also still got to be a TV show. Right. So why do you think this movie failed? We already, um, I'm again, because I think tonally it didn't quite work. I think it looked in a way that um, most audiences at the time probably did, were just bored with what they were looking at. Yeah. Um, and I think it cost way too much money. Yeah, it's super cost yeah. way too I mean, you, you In terms s- of you quality, I would say it's an adequately written film. I would also agree with Adam that it's a little too long. Again, for what it is, because it's it was trying to introduce us to this world that, you know, was kind of something people have already seen. Um, I would also say that I, I didn't find the characters particularly charming or interesting. Yeah. Like they yeah, were they all were, kind they of were pretty forgettable. Yeah. Like there's it, no it real re- like relies, humor. Yeah. It relies more on tropes and cliches for all the characters. Yeah. So there's just, it's, it's sort of like, there's a lot of cool elements, a really cool w- world building, but I didn't like by the end. I was like, oh, that's a clever ending, but I wasn't like, yeah, go John Carter. Like, I wasn't, I never really cared about him um, because he was just so boring. And I think they just, yeah, I I think there's a good, there's a a version of this movie that would have been really good in a hit. I just, I mean, it was in development. Yeah. The everybody's talented ever. behind it. There's great yeah. acting. It's, there was a time when John Favreau was going to make it. That probably would have been way better. Yeah, yeah. I like it's. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it, and I think part of it probably was that it was a property that nobody knows anything people about. People have never heard of. Because I, I had that same feeling when Watchmen came out, and everyone was like, "Oh, this is going to be the biggest fucking movie." And I'm like, "Man, mm. if you line up a hundred people and ask them their favorite comic book character." One is going to say Dr. Manhattan. Right. Like everyone else, it's going to be fucking Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. Yeah. Like it's not, even if it was the best-selling graphic novel at the time, like yeah, it wasn't going to do that well. Yeah. Also, Watchmen, 
a better portrayal of Mars, I'd say. Right? <laughs> I think I think they I think John Carter uh, underestimated fewer dogs how, in it. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I feel like they they offended people about Mars. Yeah, people. Well, that's that's, a, that's funny. You should say that because the film was originally called John Carter of Mars, right? And they took that out of it because Disney the year before had one of the one of their worst bombs ever, which is also remains one of the biggest flops oh, of all time. Mars needs moms. Mar- Mars needs so they were Mars, like, people yeah. don't like Mars. Yeah. yeah. Better take Mars out of the title. <laughs> yeah. So That's instead, the to learn. instead let's give this movie like the most basic white dude Joe name Carter. possible. Yeah. I do like what they should. I mean, the book, the first book is called a princess of Mars, which might've even been a better. That might've been than, fine. But yeah. I mean, they want to cut, Mars I out mean, of it, so it couldn't have just been called a princess. The, yeah, the problem <laughs> is John Carter of Mars is a delightful thing for a movie that I would I would say should have been had more humor in it because I like the the boring white guy name, elaborate sci fi universe, and yeah. then the funny names that they all use and stuff yeah. would have been yeah better if they like. You would think if it went more like a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, like that sort of direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I will. I'm gonna point out my favorite part of this movie. By sure. The way. And it. I don't know if the movie made it, meant it to be this funny, but I found it hilarious. Is when he he riles up his the green Willem Dafoe army to go stop the wedding, mm-hmm. and he goes to the place and it's the wrong place. Yeah. And the one of the aliens just goes smacks him yeah. and smacks him in the back <laughs> of the head like he's like a disobedient child. It was amazing. Yeah, that, that part smack was great. Was great. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like that was supposed to be exactly as funny as you did. Yeah, what alien, who who smacks him? It's not Willem Dafoe, it's, I don't think. I think it's Sola. Okay, yeah. It's either, I mean, it would be either be Sola or, or Tars Tarkas, which is Willem Dafoe. Right, it was just an amazing, yeah, because he's like There's leading them. He's their idiot. leader, but... Yeah. There's like five <laughs> guys in Zodanga. Him. Like, what are yeah. you doing here? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Why was- is the city undefended? What? <laughs> <laughs> They're at the wedding. <laughs> Come on, man! I get paid five fifty an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Did not need the arena scene. I'd say that's also a place they could have cut the 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 white apes. Things. Yeah, it's a it's a shame because it's such a cool part in the story. But it's mm-hmm. like, man, we already saw a long, boring ass a, a desert space arena scene in yeah. Attack of the Clones. Yeah, the moment they yeah. wheeled them out into the arena, I went, oh no, yeah. like. I mean, the apes all that were mattered sweeter. was him fighting the the guy, the green guy. Right. So, like, we really just needed them to fight, and that fight could have gone on for a bit. Instead. The apes looked cool, though. The apes were cool. Yeah, yeah. They, were and cool. They, yeah. they they ripped Mean Lady in half, so that was aces. Yeah, 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 yeah. that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty wild. <laughs> she just pulled her down in the arena. Yeah, mm. like she might have died too. What was she thinking? <laughs> yeah, she didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, at that point, she's like, yeah, at that it. point, you've been fuck my life. Who, uh, who Branded played? eighty-five times. Was there anybody besides Willem Dafoe notable that was a green alien? Thomas Hayden Church was the was the <laughs> bad alien. <laughs> you just see him on those stilts. Yep, <laughs> having a lot he, of he, trouble. He was the swole alien, yeah. the swole mean alien. Um, I think Emily Mortimer was Sola. Okay, I'm not sure. I'm not gonna look. It Don't up. quote me on that. Yeah. No, look it up. Mm-hmm. Come on, Dave. Look that shit up. Mm-hmm. What's your Bro? problem? Other than that, no, I don't think any of the other aliens Thomas are are famous people. Yeah, it's, it's super Thomas Aiden Church. God. Has the has the lead in John Carter like has, did Taylor this Kitsch. Re- did this wreck his career? No, actually, he was in True Detective season two. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, that's um, right. And he, he just played David Koresh in that miniseries Waco. Oh, wow. Which I've heard is really good. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet either. But it was... Because fuck has the Paramount Network? Nobody. Mm. I think I think you can maybe buy it on Amazon. But, like, no, this was, like... <laughs> I, I would expect this year to have kind of fucking erased him because he had this, he had Battleship, and he had Savages come out this Jesus. year. Jesus. He was the wow. lead in all of them. Wow. Yeah, at that point, they should have just been like, no. It was like, this is going to be my year. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is God. not. Yeah, that's surprising that that didn't wreck his career. Yeah. Because well, he was in Friday Night Lights, right? Yes. He played the fullback. I fucking I mean, loved that show. <laughs> None of those movies was his fault. No. That's the thing, is he's fine in this movie. He just doesn't have enough to do. Um, See, I didn't like him. I didn't like him as a lead actor. Okay. I thought he was really... Just kind of boring. Hmm. I just I don't know if that's his fault or the director or the script. Yeah, I suppose it, it could go either way. But I just didn't like. I didn't connect with that character in any way. I didn't. Right. Yeah, not really. Yeah. I didn't connect with any character. The, the the only character that delighted me, of course, was McNulty because I don't see anything but McNulty every time I look <laughs> yeah, at McNulty. Yeah. So it was like, oh, McNulty, what did you get yourself into this? Time? Every actor from The Wire is yeah. just forever that dude from The Wire yeah. to me. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, space McNulty. Yeah. Yeah. The same way I can't see. Uh, is it J.K. Simmons? Is that his name? Uh, if, depending on that who is, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the guy the, from Spider-Man. Yeah, I can't see Jameson. him as anything but the Nazi from Oz. From Oz? Yeah. yeah. He was like the most terrifying character on that show, and now he's like spent decades Holy playing shit. all these lighthearted, lovable characters, and I'm like, nope, that guy will brand a swastika on your ass. Wow, I need to watch you get Oz him in now. prison. Yeah, he's <laughs> intense on that show. I didn't know that he played he a Nazi crazy. on Oz. That's insane. He is one of the wildest characters on Oz. <laughs> wow. It's intense. Does he have a mustache? Uh, no. no, he looks exactly uh, like he looks now. He looks yeah, like Juno's just, dad. <laughs> but he's just Nazi and all over the fucking place. Jesus. Oh, man. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> he should have been in this. Film. And he's the yellow M and M. Oh yeah. Uh, That's delightful. Mm, <laughs> he's great. So come at me. Anything else? It's John Carter stuff. Man. <sighs> Go through my notes. It's just come at me. I mean, I just John Carter. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, all my questions are just like, why does he have superpowers? Why can he breathe? Um, what is... Th they actually explain his superpowers, so cross that off. Do they? Yeah, because they, I it's, didn't it's, know... it's all the gravity. Yeah, it's gravity and his muscle and bone structure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everyone else has evolved to be less awesome, I guess, Yeah. Well, in their time up it's, there. Yeah, it's they're less of a pull, so they're weaker uh, yeah. comparative to their size. They're really, yeah. really into him jumping. Because like it's sweet, gonna, man. You had just what? seen that it shit? Is. I guess. Like, what <laughs> seeing was, a guy that can jump 100 <laughs> feet in the fucking air? But they didn't know he was super strong when he like. No, they the didn't. Foe. So he's just like, hey, I got this guy who can jump. He could really help us That's out. That's pretty crazy, right? Like, he could just <laughs> reach tall places. Um, Did they not for one second think uh, commanding him to jump would just be like, he would just keep jumping and jump go away, away yeah. Yeah. forever? He's, there seemed to be a lot of moments where he could have just jumped away and that would have solved yeah solved a lot of problems for him yeah but then he wouldn't have gone on a sweet adventure and married mm. a princess he would oh, have yeah. probably starved to death <laughs> in a martian <laughs> desert his fucking arc 
again, this is the problem. The character, there wasn't much because all his arc is, is I'm not fighting for anybody. And that was it. Yeah, it was. And then it was like, I bet he's going to fight for people. Because like, <laughs> what else is going to happen? I think they tried to understate it too much mm-hmm. because the idea was like, well, he's he's fought in a war before he was on the wrong side. Uh, he lost his family to the things that happen in a war. So he's like, well, that's I'm done with that. I'm just going to focus on the gold. I want my cave of gold. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm owed this. I don't want to feel things anymore. I just want my I just want my dollars. Um, just hearing him constantly call it his cave of gold. I yeah. Like, Come on. Yeah. yeah they, you didn't move it somewhere. Do something. <laughs> also, did he not think maybe the cave had something to do with tra- teleporting to Mars? That I kept thinking that the whole time of like, you can't d- disassemble that cave of gold now, bro. Like, what if that's how you get to back to Mars? Like, I he didn't know how any of that worked. He just saw the amulet. Did anybody explain to him? He just sort of saw that computer mm-hmm. and said he was a telegram. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It seemed risky. Like, he found this cave. It brought him to Mars where he got, you know, all sorts of laid and jumped was really the, high. It was the amulet. Yeah, I guess. Like he's holding the amulet, but like the the words. cave had all these markings and shit. Yeah, it did. I just figured the cave had to have some importance too. Sure, it was like a, it I was like a rest dis- stop for the bald aliens. Right. I, if I was trying <laughs> to get back to Mars, I wouldn't like take apart the cave that. And especially with the way the the Indians uh, reacted. Yeah. When he was in front of that cave, and they were just like, "Whoa, shit! Okay." Yeah. We won't touch you. I figured there was like a portal there or something. Yeah. Like there was some some meaning yeah, to the cave. Yeah, it's clearly some way station that the therns go to but for whatever yeah. reason. I think it's just a private place to have a body sit in, right? Because they just need the ambulant. That's the mm-hmm. revelation. Yeah. So like why they're just hanging out in that cave, those aliens. They're just... They, t- yeah, you're t- right. They t- they use them to like fax themselves around the the solar system because you know that they go to different worlds. That's clear in the machine and the spider right. drawings and stuff. But the aliens don't. Their bodies don't stay behind. So I'm still wondering why they need that. Cave. Do we do we know that? Yeah, I don't know for sure. That that's a good point because they we dematerialize, but we don't know where their bodies actually are. But their at bodies that aren't at Earth. Particular right? point, we don't know. Is it just okay? They just need little nooks. In these yeah. planets, just in case they gotta leave a body or two, it's inefficient. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's not but the then, best okay. system. Okay, but then how? Do, <clears throat> there's no bodies in that cave, right? Oh, the thern he shoots. Right. Do you think the thern lived there? No. So it was projecting there. Maybe. But he shot it. And right. His body fell. Sure. So then, like, wherever his body was in the solar system probably also died. Okay, but why would they need a little body spot on Earth? Because they're projecting to Earth. They would have to get in a spaceship and, like, travel to Earth. I guess just for, like, a safe space to teleport to. So you don't, like, teleport in the middle of a fucking river or, like, in the middle of a wall or some shit. Okay. Like Star Trek rules. You got to have, like, a transporter room to teleport to. All right, that's fair. Sure. <laughs> So and it's the, like the, the, the and it's in- matrix rules. You die in the matrix, you die. Sure, I assume so. Uh, those are Nightmare on Elm Street rules. Sorry, yeah. So yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and I guess the Indians just knew that there's some crazy ass magic going on in that cave. So like, we don't fuck with those bald guys. We stay away from their right. little cave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they all look like um, uh, shit. Um, Tom Hardy and Star Trek Nemesis kind of too. All the therns, yeah, yeah. Tom Hardy might have been one of those guys. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. 
He probably was. Sure. He's always showing up in places. Have you guys seen the 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 outtake of Tom Hardy in The Last Jedi where he plays a stormtrooper? No. They they did another little like cute, you know how like Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper in The Force Awakens? Yeah. They did another little cameo like that, but they cut out of the movie because it's it's Tom Hardy being way too Tom Hardy <laughs> as a stormtrooper. <laughs> nice. I'll have to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> it's delightful. Um so yeah, I guess final thoughts on my final thoughts i'm going back to um uh, uh don't you fucking say dogs and why can he breathe I i'm going back to zardoz i'm going back to zardoz by the way that dog reminded me of um where i've been playing far cry 5 it's same principle as you have an animal companion mm-hmm. you get on a helicopter go somewhere else and it's still there it's, it's just, just there sipping around so i'm imagining um, yeah that the animal companions are just running like yeah, 300 super miles an hour. No, I'm going to go back to Zardoz because I had watched Zardoz recently and Zardoz has always been to me that kind of that failure of a movie with famous people in it where they look kind of silly. Um, and I think future generations will see John Carter that way. But then when I w- sat and watched Zardoz, I was like, okay, there's some fucking crazy shit here. It's kind of silly. It doesn't quite work, but it's clearly like was well made. Um, and again, it's it's a different type of Zardoz, I would say, is way crazier. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's the same time of, of feeling where I feel like maybe future generations will go back and watch this silly movie and then be like, yeah, it's, it's actually not as bad as I thought it was. Well, um, John Carter's much more a much more conventional film than Zardoz is. Yes. Very much. Yeah. I've never seen Zardoz. You need to. Yeah, I've yeah. only heard bad things. You need to. Well, the thing about it, it's a batshit crazy movie made by a good director. It's, it's the a Sean Connery of, movie. Yeah, right? it's the director oh, yeah. of Deliverance. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah and, and uh, it's... Uh, Excalibur. John, yeah. John the, Borman. Does Sean Connery get raped? If so, I'm in. No, he but there is rape, rape in it. He commits rape. Oh, of course. Yeah. That sounds like the Sean Connery I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He gets an erection. There's a whole scene around his erection. There's a whole scene about All trying right. trying, trying to, to give, give him, him an erection. erection. Wow. It's a it's a fascinating film. But it's again, a, it's mm. well made. <laughs> um, which is the weirdest part about it to me. Is like watching and being like, This is actually good filmmaking. Um Yeah. And and I, I guess it's bananas. John Carter isn't isn't unique in the filmmaking and that's at probably part of the problem is I found the filmmaking very boring in John Carter. Um, but I think it's going to be a film that people might realize is a little better than they thought. But I think its biggest problem is that it's didn't take a chance either way. And it didn't, it tried to be very middle of the road. Um, and that ultimately hurt it because the visuals and the world wasn't enough to carry it. Yeah, I can I can see that. the The biggest risk they took was going all fucking in, guns blazing yeah. on this property from a hundred years ago that nobody knows about. Yeah, they were clearly trying to build a huge franchise. Yeah, and yeah. this was clearly an attempt at making a big Hollywood movie. Yeah, they just needed more more charisma. I like the begin. I like Brian Cranston and like he keeps trying se- to escape. That and- sequence at the beginning is yeah. great. Yeah. And it was just <laughs> like, escaping. oh, give me more of that. Give me more of this Yeah, character. that part. Yeah, that I forgot about that. That yeah. scene. He just dives out the window. Pisses on that guy. Like, yeah. Like uh. the f- I like the very first one where he just like just sort of starts to attack him yeah. and then next thing you know they're throwing water on him to revive him. I fucking <laughs> love that scene. Yeah. It's and great. it was it, they introduced him as that type of character and then he never really does that afterwards. He's not, he doesn't like yeah, start choking out McNulty all of a sudden. Like he, he's, he. I don't know. He sort of loses that 
what they establish in the the first scene. Yeah, but they were like some of that had to do with the the amulet magic that they were throwing at him. Right. That that takes. Yeah, that, that'll take a little bit out of you. Yeah, take some wind out of your sails for sure. And he must have had trouble breathing. <laughs> Why? Sure, man. The dog could breathe. Why wouldn't yeah, he? Be everyone able to else on the planet can breathe. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> I would watch a sequel with just the dogs. <laughs> That's what Isle of Dogs should have been. It would have been just mm. these things. Yeah, these crocodile toads <laughs> running around with insect legs, just zipping around. Yeah, those things. It, like you have to assume there's a lot of them up there. Sure. Yeah. And you know, if like if one of those runs into you, if you're just like standing, that's gonna take your fucking bottom half of your legs yeah. off. Well, they show it murdering you. people. Oh yeah, it sure does. Yeah. Which you, again, it was a tonal thing. He's like, he's using the power of his dead wife, and and he starts slaughtering everybody, and it's like very like serious. I want to say like yes. And then you see the dog jumping around, and that's silly. And then, like, the amount of people he kills is kind of silly. And so it was stuff like that where I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel right now during the sequence of him murdering all these things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, I just sort of, like, went numb. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of, that numb is a good way to to put how (laughs) I felt about this movie. Like, it looked neat, and it was, it's obviously not the worst movie, but it's just, after a while, I just didn't care. Like mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. I I really hit a wall watching John Carter. Mm. That's fair. We win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would not recommend it. Yeah, I think it's it's a I think it's a fun movie. I mean, if, <laughs> yeah, if, you sound so convinced, Tom. <laughs> I think it's a fun movie. I own it. Right. I watched my personal copy of it to prepare for this. Mm. This podcast. I did pay money for it. I rented sure? it this yeah. morning. So really, we're, the joke's on us, ultimately. Yeah. We paid for it. I think I, think, I think I agree with Dave and that time will have a more favorable view on John Carter. Slowly but surely, podcasts like this will help them make That's that right. budget. That's right. We're going to, yeah. <laughs> Just one rental at a time. <laughs> Finally put them over the top. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then we'll get that John Carter sequel we deserve. Yep. Yeah. I think I think I think the world will finally be ready for it. Sure. At some point. Sure. Well, all right. All right. That's a show. Yeah. Um, you can check out Dave and I's Patreon at patreon.com slash gameplay unemployed, where we're doing streaming and podcast network of our own. Uh yeah. Adam, you wanna you wanna plug anything out? That's it. Adam, Adam you wanna plug anything out? Oh, no, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye.